This is Talkin' Mule Deer with your hosts, Steve Belinda and Jody Stemmler. Talkin' Mule Deer takes you on a journey to learn more about the Mule Deer Foundation, Mule Deer and Blacktail Deer Biology and Management, tips and tactics for hunting, conservation issues, and even features some of our corporate and celebrity partners. Now, let's start talking Mule Deer. Hey, this is Jody Stemmler, and we're talking Mule Deer at the 2019 Western Hunting and Conservation Expo. Hi, and I'm Steve Belinda, Jody's co-host, and uh, right now we're talking to two identical twins, Thomas and Nathan Crick, with identical draw. That's it. Thanks for having us. We appreciate you guys yeah, being here. Now tell us a little bit about what Identical Draw is. It's a it's an online media platform, right? Yeah, we're an outdoor film production and we actually got inspired by Heartland Bowhunter um, and we know they work with MDF as well and we went to their film school a few okay. years back and um, we've been hunting for a lot of years but never really did the filming side of things and so we thought we'd pick that up and mainly uh, started with the deer, turkey and pheasant and then last few years started head out west. So yeah. We went to that film school and didn't even realize our camera could shoot video until they, they showed it. So, yeah, it's been a big learning progress, but we've loved it. That's pretty cool. So I you all grew up in Nebraska? Yep, we're in Lincoln, Nebraska. Yep, that's where we did. We did our most of our hunting early on in northeast Nebraska. And, yeah, like I said, we just started to head out, head out west more. So Excellent. So you've been on a mule deer hunt now? Yes, yes. This last season we went to Idaho and did a mule deer hunt, and uh, it was successful. It was awesome. We... Uh, it's kind of sketchy at the beginning, had to change units. Uh, it's a little more sheep country than mule deer, a little steep for us uh, Nebraska boys. <laughs> I was going to ask, how yeah. did you guys well, do in Idaho? You must not have known about Idaho. If yeah. you th- <laughs> I did as yeah. much research as I could, but it was tough. Yeah. Um, we're, we're big uh, mountain climbers, so that helped a little bit. But um, we had to kind of switch up, switch up units, talk to uh, one of the fishing game people in, in Idaho, and they directed us to a unit, and a few days later, knocked down a nice, nice buck. So... Oh, great. Um, So you guys are an online platform? Mm -hmm. Yep. And so tell us a little bit about where we can find you. You know, how does that differ than the traditional uh, outdoor television? Mm -hmm. You know, what's different about it? Do you guys do all your own producing? So with our show, Identical Draw, it's it's all online. It's all digital. Um, We've been having our first season is on Carbon TV. Um, And then our second season, we've been working with Bear Archery and Trophy Ridge. And we've been on their YouTube page. And that's where a lot of our second season like that idaho mule deer hunt our elk hunt a couple other episodes have been going so yeah it's been we're also starting to work up our own youtube um it's it's definitely still um working so is on it a, a subscri- is it free is it subscription is yeah. it you know all yeah. of these platforms are free we want people to be able to watch them oh cool paying, so oh. yeah cool and now you know talking from the old school um <laughs> people here you guys are our new the, the target demographic yeah. for a lot yeah. of the recruitment retention reactivation mm-hmm. you're in your 20s mm-hmm. um did you grow up hunting yes we did our, our dad took us out when we were really young pheasant hunting for the first time and um since then we kind of got hooked it was one trip a year for the, the opener of pheasant in nebraska and so we'd look forward to that day like crazy and then uh, i well we started turkey hunting together and then i was the first one to get into archery and once archery happened then deer happened and then once we started this whole thing up, we were like, where can we go next? So we looked out west, Colorado. We've been hunting Colorado and Idaho, and this next season, hopefully, a few more states. So, so really who's older? I am. Nate is, yeah. I'm by an hour and 20 minutes. So he gets so. to call all the shots, Thomas? Or <laughs> Not really, yeah. no. I had the better season this last yeah, year, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah cool. so we actually, it's kind of nice. Um, we just swap hunts, whoever's filming, whoever's hunting. Um, if Thomas has a successful hunt and he's the shooter, then he'll be filming the next hunt kind of thing. So we just kind of go back and forth. Well, and here's the thing. You dress alike. 
You keep your beards like yeah. the audience isn't going to know that. Yes. Hey, no idea. Yeah. So you well, might so want to be a little bit careful on that with the <laughs> COs, though. Yeah. 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 So you guys are younger. Um, you like to wear your hat brims flat. Yep. Um, wh- how are you reaching that demographic of of the younger generation? And I hate to use the term millennials because mm-hmm. I have no idea what that means in a lot of senses but the younger generation who's different than jody and i and a lot of uh traditional people who grew up in a, a traditional cultural family things have changed significantly how are you outreaching to them are you how are you appealing to them that you know may not have the same desire to go spend you know the fall hunting where it's more of a you know foodie thing or uh, a recreational thing or something mm-hmm. to do with his friends. Mm-hmm. And on that note, yeah. I heard you comment that you're mountain climbers too. Yeah. So that yeah, whole crossover of, that. Mm-hmm. of the outdoor recreational, more mm-hmm. extreme mm-hmm. outdoor recreation sports with yeah. hunting. Yeah. Well, a big part of our platform is actually social media. We work Instagram and Facebook really hard. We we uh, try to make really attractive content, especially for the younger audience who kind of maybe might have a little shorter uh, like span of ex- like wanting to watch something. So our videos will probably be maybe a few minutes rather than a whole 20 minute episode just to kind of catch their attention quick but we just try to show people that they can do the hunts that we're doing we do a bunch of public land a bunch of over-the-counter things like that so it doesn't have to be this big complicated hunt Um, we try to show people um, how to get involved how that where they can buy things um, we focus on the lifestyle they love Mm -hmm. the youth loves like uh, connecting to people's lives and that's Mm -hmm. why so many big youtube uh stars have kind of come out in the last couple of years because they like to see what you're doing every day so we focus on posting on instagram every day keeping people in touch with what we're doing on our story and in our episodes on youtube so we try to post them like semi-live maybe a couple of weeks after they've happened to really keep people in touch with what's going on we also we take a quite a few new hunters out as well just to kind of show them the ropes and it doesn't have to be a, a big scary thing it can be really fun just to go out in nature and enjoy some time out in the woods even if it's not successful so yeah very cool. Mm-hmm. So you said you went to Heartland Bow Hunters yeah. Film School. So mm-hmm. we had uh, Mike Hunsucker mm-hmm. and Sean Lechtel on here on yeah. our show last year. They're great friends mm-hmm. and, you know, mm-hmm. obviously big supporters of the oh, Mule Deer yeah. Foundation. We like to work with them. Mm-hmm. How did you hear about the film school? Tell me a little bit about that because there's probably some people who might be interested yeah. in participating mm-hmm. in that as well. Oh, yeah. We highly recommend the film school. They have it every year. Um, I don't know how many, seven or eight years maybe. So um, Yeah, they've been having it for a while. Yeah. We, I remember watching one of their episodes um, I think it was on Carbon TV, and I was like, wow, that's the best filming I've ever seen. And so immediately I just happened to look up their social media pages and saw that the film school was happening. So I was like, hey, Tom, like, if we ever wanted to film, this is something that we got to go to. So uh, we didn't do it that year, but the following year when we were more into it, we were like, okay, this is something we're going to do. Dove into it, had a great time, learned a bunch. And then after that, we kind of just started making this up. So, yeah, it's every summer. You think they usually try to do it a weekend in July. So they it's go, a weekend? Yep, it's a weekend thing um, down in Kansas City. And they have, they teach on editing, they teach on like in-field shots, how to do like some photography and videography, time lapses, everything. I you said need to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, you said that, that when you got there, you didn't even know your camera could do yeah. video. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, our parents had a DSLR, and but they just used it for like sports, for like taking some pics of us yeah. and stuff. And I worked with it for like an hour figuring it out, and all of a sudden it was shooting video. I was like, okay, 
there huh? we go. So, well, yeah. I keep getting cameras that you know have all the ability, and I mm -hmm. go, yeah. You know, once I get that camera, I'll be able to do this stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, it's not so easy, is yeah. it? Yeah, I mean, I've got the the drone, the DLSR, the GoPro, and mm -hmm. now the phones do tremendous stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's you know, yeah. I always say I'm going to take the time to get that, you know, and and mm -hmm. I, mean, I am going through to get my drone license right now, so yep. I can actually uh, get paid for some of the aerial footage that I do. But uh, it just is it's something you got you got to commit the time to it's very time sake I oh, mean, yeah. time consuming isn't it there's a huge learning curve like we're still learning on all our camera equipment lenses just what like how you want to start it just from step one to now it's it's there's been a lot of learning it's also in the becoming hunters first and then learning how to film we've had to really slow down because when you're filming a hunt and getting the whole storyline you've got to really like step by step take it's making entertainment slower. it's not hunting yeah, in exactly all the yeah, yeah so. we have, if the shot's not there on the camera the shot's not there with the bow either yeah so. yeah yep. so where where was your first hunt what happened how did it turn out what'd you learn from it you want to take that one so our first hunt ever would have been i mean a pheasant hunt but i guess our first our first filmed hunt let's see what would have been would have been a turkey hunt or a deer mm -hmm. hunt I think we started with the film for turkey first, which is awesome. Turkey's a little Tur definitely easier. So they're, they're so much fun to hunt, though. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. I think I, I think I got my first turkey in fifth grade. Um, and then since then, that's kind of when we started going crazy with it. Um, but filming it, yeah, that was definitely our first one. Um, so when did you do your first mule deer hunt? First mule deer hunt would have been out west in Nebraska mm -hmm. coming up on three years ago. Mm -hmm. We uh, go out hunting some public land in the sand hills out in um, Northwestern Nebraska. Mm -hmm. and spot and stock? Spot and stock, yep, in the sand hills. It's, it's difficult. To so public lands in there, is that like Na Valentine National Wildlife Refuge? Or right, or yeah, right. Shadron National or Forest. Or Shadron yep. Forest? Yep. Okay. Yep. Nebraska National stuff. Forest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, we've hunted all those pieces, and it's, uh, it's work. It uh, takes a long time to kind of find a good group of bucks, and oh, then yeah. even, I mean, you might it's a spot. a lot of country. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you might spot a buck, and it might, he might be in a spot that you can't even get to just because it's all sand hills just rolling. There's not a whole lot that you can work behind for cover and stuff. Yeah. So. so in a previous uh, organization I used to work for, we would had a television show, and our host, uh, who did a lot of the producing, would come and say, oh, just relax, we're not going to force ourselves. And two hours into everyone I was involved in, he said the pressure to make video and get a show became the driving factor. Do you guys find that's the same way? There's definitely pressure, but I think the the tide's kind of turning in needing uh, a kill in the episode for it to be a successful hunt, I think. So we don't... It's it, a refreshing change. Yeah, yes, it is, personally. for sure. So we don't feel as much pressure as um, some of the people might have five, ten years it, ago. It definitely is. I mean, after a successful hunt, it definitely is like a breath of fresh air yeah. like okay yeah. we got that one done but we definitely i mean we still make a bunch of episodes that aren't successful because that's i mean that's, that's, that's hunting yeah, yeah, that's, that's the reality that's the yeah we like I've we like to show yeah we like to show our P our viewers that this is like actually how it is and that's how, what they experience as well so so jody and i both have degrees in wildlife biology we both worked as biologists do you work a conservation message mm. into your hunts and into the background do you do that homework to let folks know this isn't just a bunch of young 20-somethings fits going out there to harvest an animal and, and show the horn porn, but really about mm -hmm. what is really going on in mm -hmm. conservation. Yeah, we do. We, we, every tag we buy, we, we talk about what, what this money's going to kind of thing. And that's why we're so excited to partner with MDF because they do a bunch of work for migration corridors and the whole conservation side of things. Um, this last semester, actually, when we were in school, we did a whole project on um, 
hunting and we go to a more liberal school that's not always for that kind of thing but um i was going to ask you where but maybe i shouldn't <laughs> yeah yeah but we we made this whole this whole presentation on what money goes to for hunting and like those big tags that people see for um, tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars what that money actually goes to and we were turning a lot of heads wow like i thought that was just like for somebody to have a trophy but it's no this money's going to important things, important causes that are going to help that population, help that habitat in that area, kind of thing like that. So we definitely focus yeah. on those. Do you, you saw a shift in oh yeah, responding? oh yeah, yeah. Yep. For our 2019 episodes, we're also working with Mule Deer Foundation to. Um, we're going to get some um, information on the units we're hunting, and we're going to show our viewers and kind of describe how um, it's possible for us to be hunting those units and the the work that's being done by Mule Deer Foundation and the volunteers. So we we stress that. You can't, you can't be a freeloader in a sense. You need to be a part of these organizations, be, be a part of these nonprofits because they do a huge bulk of the work and allow you to be able to get out and hunt great public lands. So, Well, we so. appreciate that. Getting yeah. that message to a, a new audience mm-hmm. is, is very refreshing. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we work with a lot of different groups and a lot of different celebrity and television shows, and, yeah. and you're hitting a niche that nobody else does, and, yeah. and that's, that's huge. Mm-hmm. So tell us a funny story, an embarrassing story, uh, something that's <laughs> happened that's extremely memorable in your short uh, filmmaking or career, your so. favorite you don't have to embarrass yourself <laughs> um, not I, so live radio <laughs> <laughs> I don't know it's I would say just like a great story that we have together is our, one of our my first ever archery hunt that we did together I was shooting a, like a really cheap bear bow and uh, we were in northeast Nebraska doing some turkey hunting and we had a decoy out at about 15 yards and I just had one um, box call that I was using this whole time and Thomas is in the blind too and I just remember this hunt because it was like the first one where we really like got that, that, that feeling in your stomach that this is it was, crazy. It was the first hunt our dad let just us two go out mm-hmm. on the hunt. Mm-hmm. So How old were you? Seventh grade. Oh, so, fun. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we, we called in these huge toms, two toms. Um, I, think that, I think it was a youth, youth opener in Nebraska. And they came up and attacked the decoy and it was crazy. And I shot one with my bow for the first time. And it was like, that was like one of our biggest starting points of, wow, this is something that we love. We're going to like be addicted to this our whole lives. And I remember our dad kind of coming up to this like, man, I'm, I'm never going to let you guys hunt by yourselves again. <laughs> like, this isn't fair. We need to split you guys up. So yeah. we've been a dynamic duo since that day, I think so. Okay, um, on that dynamic duo, yeah. I mean, your siblings. Mm-hmm. H- how's that working out as business partners, too? <laughs> Everybody's like, man, you, you guys are brothers. You must fight a lot type of thing. But it's like, honestly, if you got we that ever, identical twin yeah, thing going on. Yeah, yes, if, we, if we ever have disagreements, it's like it's really easy to work them out because yeah. we're first brothers. And then next, we're kind of like co-owners of a business together. So we have we always have similar ideas, I would say, mm-hmm. too. Um, we're always kind of on the same page. And if, yeah, if there's a disagreement, we get to the bottom of it by the end of the day. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. So how long does it take? So you go out, you film a hunt, successful, unsuccessful. How soon do you get that up? What process do you use? Do you guys do your own editing, production? Yeah, we, we do all of our own editing, all, all the post-production. We actually have a guy in Lincoln that makes music for us, so it's all pretty home-based. But, um, yeah, we learned all the – we use the Adobe, like After Effects and Premiere Pro, Photoshop, all those things, just all self-taught. Um, it takes a lot of time. And it's, it's tough, especially during the season, if we're working on some episodes when we get back from a hunt. Um, but it takes, I mean, weeks to put it together. An so episode it's a couple weeks. It's not line. months. It's usually yeah. just a couple weeks. And so. say, like, some of our, our whitetail episodes as well, it's a, it's a full summer through December hunt. So we, we keep all that footage in a folder until that season, that episode's done. And so you might be working with hours and hours and hours and hours of footage for, for some hunts. So. It's time-consuming, but, but it's you worth said it. you do a lot of, of short 
um, mm -hmm. short feature, yeah. not not a mm -hmm. you know full television show length. Yeah. So, so are you spooling these out over a period of time as, mm -hmm. a, yeah. as like a progression? The great thing is we there's two of us editing, so we sometimes split episodes into two parts. So we'll do like a five minute episode of the first part of the hunt, and then five minute of the second. So when we're both doing an each uh, each doing an episode, it definitely goes by goes by pretty quick. Mm -hmm. We can get we'll, once the hunt's over, we'll try to like get all the footage and put together a really short like thirty second to a minute promo that we can just get out for people to see, like something that's really like makes people watch it. Catchy music, really catchy like opening shots, stuff like that. Um, so we kind of push that out, and I think. We talked about getting that younger generation involved. I think people of our age are really attracted to that, that fast, right off, like, just short clip that they can watch and be like, okay. Snapchat sort out. of approach, yeah. you know, yeah. just yeah. get it out there. And we yeah. wonder about the attention span of our kids these days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's okay. we got a lot, of, a lot of things competing for time, and so mm -hmm. if you're able to get in that competition with mm -hmm. good hunting, good conservation messaging. Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so 2019, you guys said you're applying for a bunch of different states. What are, what's on your bucket list for 19 and beyond? We definitely focus on over-the-counter so that our audience can relate. But we are definitely going to be heading back to Idaho, Colorado, um, Nebraska. We actually just bought some private land in Kansas that we'll be doing some whitetail hunting on as well. So um, there's, there's a pretty full schedule. We're going to check out some Utah tags too. Mm -hmm. We're, we're wanting to do an Arizona um, coos deer or mule deer. Cows hunt. deer. Yeah, cows. <laughs> coos cows. Um, so that'll be probably an addition. Um, but other than that, we have we have a few sturdy hunts that we do every fall kind of thing. And we'll be hunting some northeast Nebraska, western Nebraska kind of thing. We always go to South Dakota for one pheasant hunt, leave the bow at home. So that's always a nice refresher as well. So. Pheasant hunting is, is my favorite. Oh, you can pheasant yeah. hunt with a bow, foo-foo yeah. arrows. Yeah. yeah, we need to try that sometime. Yeah, yeah. just not as successful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that may be very hard to capture on film. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Well, guys, thank you so much for taking time out. I know this is a crazy show for everybody. Is this your first hunt expo? Is this First hunt expo, first kind of trade show season, so we've loved it so far. This is our, our last one for a while. We'll be at the Backcountry Hunters and Anglers in, in May, but we have a break after this. So. Yep. That's great. Yeah, well, we've loved the show. It's awesome. Pretty, it, it's neat. Yeah. It's, it's mm -hmm. a it's a great audience. A great. It's so so many people go through here. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad you're yeah. you're here for the first time and seeing oh, yeah. it. Mm -hmm. Thanks for participating both in our podcast and supporting MDF and oh, yeah. helping us get the message out about mm -hmm. conservation and and our mule deer populations. So until next time, this is Jody Stemler and I'm Steve Belinda. And guys, come back next year when you see us. Tell us how the things went, and we look yeah, forward for sure. to uh, your episodes uh, on identical draw coming up and yeah. um thank you for talking mule deer thank you for having us on thanks for talking mule deer with steve belinda and jody stemler the mule deer foundation is the only conservation group in north america dedicated to restoring improving and protecting mule deer and black-tailed deer and their habitat mdf is a strong voice for hunters in access wildlife management and conservation policy issues to find out more visit www.muledeer.org and stay tuned for the next episode of talking mule deer